This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. It gets very routine, and we stop being in the moment because we are thinking of that end goal. I need to figure out what do I need to get into the mood, what do I need to get aroused, and then the mood will follow. When you're in the moment, you enjoy it more, you're more present, you're more connected, you're more satisfied. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss stoking passion in long-term relationships, being a tourist in this amazing city of Toronto, and sexy oatmeal recipes from the top cookbooks, blogs, and websites. But first, a little bit of business. Support for today's show comes from WeVibe, creators of the Couples Vibrator. WeVibe designs premium products that work with your body to enhance pleasure and intimacy for couples. Their line of vibrators is one of the world's most recognized and respected. With a team of world-class designers working closely with experts in sexuality, health and wellness, WeVibe continues to set new industry standards for designing intimate products that work beautifully in sync with the human body. The creators of the number one selling couples vibrator has released their newest edition, WeVibe Sync. The sink discreetly fits between you for hands-free shared pleasure during sex, so you can enjoy your sex life only more. Sink is adjustable to fit your body, so you'll feel the vibrations right where you want them. The sink is rechargeable, completely waterproof, and made with body-safe materials. You can pair sync to your smartphone to play together, even when you're apart. The free WeConnect app adds to the fun with features like beat mode that vibes to the rhythm of your favorite music or touch mode for that real-time control at your fingertips. Want to infuse more passion and connect with your partner in exciting new ways? Go to WeVibe.com. I'd like to welcome our first guest. Carlisle Jansen is the founder of Good For Her, Toronto's premier sexuality shop and workshop centre in Toronto, and producer of the Feminist Porn Awards. Carlisle has been teaching workshops to youth, parents, and sexual health professionals, and coaching individuals and couples since 1995. She's the author of two books, including Sex Yourself. Watch her TEDx Toronto talk and educational videos at carlislejansen.com. And you can reach Carlisle at carlisle at goodforher.com. Carlisle has also been writing the sexual health column in Tonic Magazine for years. Carlisle, thanks for coming in this morning. It's a pleasure. One of my favorite articles in Tonic Magazine was that you wrote yep. was your explanation of passion and desire. Does familiarity breed discontent? Why is passion so strong at the beginning of a relationship and then wanes as time goes on? Let's just sort of wade into it. Why do some people stop feeling as much desire as they used to? So some of that is that when we start a relationship, everything's exciting and the endorphins are running and you want to have sex, you know, in the alleyway and in the bathroom and on the bed and everything's new and exciting. And as time goes on, we sort of decide that maybe we'd like to cuddle and watch a movie instead because those endorphins don't continue to flow after the first mm, somewhere between year and a half and three years. And for 
some people, they continue to have, in particular if you have testosterone in your body, but not exclusively, but often men will feel that desire more consistently. Women, in general, again, there are lots of exceptions, tend to not feel what's called spontaneous desire so regularly. And so they're waiting for that desire to come upon them, and they wait, and they wait, and they wait. And then they feel like, what's wrong with me? How come I don't want to have sex? I do love my partner, but I'm not really interested. So what do I do? So what do they do? <laughs> you know. So generally what really helps people to understand is that for a lot of us, we have what's called responsive desire. So rather than we feel horny and then we do something about it, we get aroused. In this instance, we have to get aroused first and then we feel horny. So it doesn't really fit with our image as to what we think is supposed to happen. But what I usually tell in particular women who struggle with this, have you ever been in a situation where maybe it's been a couple weeks and your partner's getting frisky and you think like, okay, it's been a while, I'll take one for the team and go along with it. (laughs) (laughs) And you sort of, you know, as you start kissing and touching and as your arousal builds, you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. I want a little more. And you get a little more touch and you're like, ooh, that's a little more. Oh, that feels good. And as you get going and as the arousal builds, your desire follows. And before you know it, you're like, woohoo, this is great. How come it's been three weeks? That is a classic example of responsive desire. So if you're the type of person who, once you get going, you actually enjoy it because the pleasure is working for you, then what you need to do is just recognize, okay, you know what? Instead of waiting for when I feel sexy, I need to figure out what do I need to get into the mood? What do I need to get aroused? And then the mood will follow. In getting to that point where it's responsive, What's your thoughts on sort of helpers? So, you know, a lot of people may drink or right. smoke or, or whatever it is they're going to do to help right. get in the mood. How do you feel about that? Is that a crutch or is that okay? I think it depends on how much you use it. So a lot of people will use things like marijuana or alcohol to help reduce inhibitions. Right. As well as relax. And I think if that's your only mode of getting there, then that's dangerous. And I think lots of us, I know I've been there where alcohol was sort of my way of helping myself get there. But you then you might say, okay, well, if that's generally what I use, maybe do I want to go for a run? Do I want to meditate? Do we want to take a shower together? Do I want to read a sexy story? What else can help me sort of let go and get into my body and feel a little more open to connecting? Because what I say generally to people who have that responsive desire is don't wait for when you feel in the mood and when you're horny, because that might not happen. Find times when you're open to connecting. I don't really feel like having sex now, but it might be fun to make out on the couch and see where it goes. I don't really feel like having sex, but let's have a shower and see what happens. How about you give me a massage? How about we try watching a sexy movie? So that you don't have to feel like, ugh, I'm going and doing something I don't want to do. Do something you enjoy, and hopefully that arousal that arises from that is going to give you the desire to go forward. So sex doesn't become goal-oriented, that you're doing something for the purpose, ultimately having sex, but you're just enjoying the moment. Correct. And, and, and being with that person, and then things will sort of flow naturally. Yeah, and I think a lot of couples as we've been together, we sort of get into patterns anyways. And it's like, oh yeah, you do this to me, and then I do that to you. And, you know, it kind of gets going, and it gets very routine. And we stop being in the moment because we are thinking of that end 
end goal. So rather than a makeout session leading to intercourse, maybe a makeout session is a way of connecting that maybe sometimes it'll just be a makeout session and sometimes it'll lead to a whole different kind of erotic pleasure and sometimes it might lead to the kind of sex you normally have. But when you're in the moment, you enjoy it more, you're more present, you're more connected, you're more satisfied. So that's if you're sort of, you're at the point where you're in the moment or you're working towards the moment. But is there something wrong if you're, if you're just not feeling it, if you can't even get there? Like if you're just not interested, is that a problem or is it something that can be overcome? Or? Well, if you're not interested ever and you can't get aroused to get interested. I mean, part of it is technique, right? And I always say, you know, if you go to a restaurant where you didn't like the food, are you going to be excited to go back to that restaurant? Right, no. No. (laughs) So it's a problem if you don't know what you like, your partner isn't able to give you the pleasure that you want. And it's only a problem if it's a problem for you. I mean, lots of people live lives where they don't have sex and they're okay with that, whether they're partnered or solo, right? There are lots of couples who don't have sex. So it's only an issue if it is an issue for you and or a partner. And, you know, you can learn new skills to generate an erotic tension. You can use tantric skills and sacred sex skills. You can practice other forms of connecting. Some people engage in in more kink when they get older or when they desire starts to wane. So there are other options options. It's, there's not just one way of getting there. And sometimes when you open the, the doors, it's like necessity is the mother of invention. The desire starts to wane and all of a sudden you start looking for other options and you find them. Fantastic. Carlisle, thanks for coming in this morning and discussing this topic. And this particular discussion derives from an article that was published in the magazine in November 2012. And if you visit the Tonic Toronto website, it's archived there together with Carlisle's articles for the magazine, all of which are extremely well written and offer some tremendously practical advice on issues of sex and passion. If you want to visit Carlisle's website, it's carlislejansen.com, C-A-R-L-Y-L-E-J-A-N-S-E-N.com, or you can email her at carlisle at goodforher.com. Carlisle, thanks for coming in again. It's a pleasure. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about being a tourist on your own city on The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power vegan protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. I'd also like to thank the Benvenuto Group. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. 
The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. My next guest is Matt Rosenblatt. He's a partner in Cityscape Development Corp. He also owns and operates the Boiler House, Pure Spirits Oyster Bar and Grill, Arceo Trattoria, El Catrin Distilleria, and Clooney Bistro. He's one of the creators of the hugely successful Christmas market and Toronto Light Festival in the distillery district. So, Matt, I brought you in here today. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Wow, what an intro. I know. I know. I wish somebody would give me an intro like that. I brought you in here because both of us sort of share a commonality. We both produce live events, yours, you know, fantastically successful Christmas market and the new light festival last year, which actually made people go out in the cold in February. So kudos to you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Because I think, you know, you and I have a unique perspective on the city. You know, we're, we're producing events for people in Toronto and that's a little bit different than just experiencing events in Toronto. And, uh, you know, you and I have discussed this before because we both love the city. So I, I, why don't we just start there? Like, why do you think Toronto's so great? I think uh, Toronto's an amazing city because it has so many different things to offer. And what I mean by that is I only know so much and the city offers me in so many different directions the opportunity to experience and to learn more about me and about the city and about other cultures and just the way other people do things. I think we sometimes take it for granted. Uh, you and I both have lived here our, our whole lives. I'm not going to age us, but, you know. Please, our, don't. But my age begins with an F, and that's how I feel about it. And, you know, I, I think we have to contemplate how to actually experience the city. So how do you think we should experience Toronto? Uh, from a personal basis, I, 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 you know, I sort of made this discovery that I was living a very static life, really meaning that I was doing the same things over and over again, and I was really comfortable with those things. But when I traveled, I went on an adventure. I learned things, I researched, I explored, and then it occurred to me, why don't I do this in my own amazing city? So really, for me, it's not just about what I'm doing, it's just, uh, it's much more about the perspective of going out and, and having an adventure. Whether you actually like or don't like the event or the restaurant, it almost doesn't matter. It's the sense of adventure and exploration. So when, when you're planning, so what do you mean? Do you mean like going on, the, going on to like the websites and, and, and looking at what's coming up and sort of plotting out your day? Is it detailed well, as that? Well, I mean, the germination come, can come from conversations of what other people have done, people outside my own socioeconomic group, people who are experiencing the city in a different way are often really the best ways of finding out what is happening and maybe where I should go. Uh, but certainly there, there's lots of websites and there's lots of ambassadors for different parts of the city. So what's your favorite Toronto event or thing to do? And, and we're going to disqualify. You can't say the Christmas market and you can't say the light festival. Well, that's why I came here. I thought <laughs> this was a promotion. Well, I think it's usually the, the really, for me, small events that uh, people that I know just generally don't go to. Last year, I went with my nephew to uh, Crave T.O., it was a bunch of young little hipsters uh, having sort of like a, a food truck show 
inside of a warehouse building with a DJ, all of them way cooler than me, me feeling like I'm a grandparent in, in a cool event in the city. But again, for me, it was sort of getting out of my natural habitat and going to someone else's and seeing how they're doing it. And and again, it, it was inspiring. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't uh, an expensively produced event, but it was cool and it was rooted and, and I was really happy I went. There's one event that I go to every year. The St. Lawrence Market sort of opens their doors at night, and the food producers there, the the vendors, will pair up with the local chef who will take the stuff that they're selling every single day at the market and sort of create uh, like a movable dinner party where people sort of roam up and down the floors sampling all this amazing food. And it's a different perspective on something as mundane as a food market, which is, you know, it's it's a historic site, number one, but it operates as a business, number two. And, and you know, you don't need to experience Toronto necessarily as an event. You can experience it just by going through the city in its functional everyday uh, way. Yeah, for sure. By the way, I just want to say really briefly, that makes me both uh, really excited and happy and a little bit sad excited because I'm definitely going to go to that next year. I'd never heard of it. Uh, I've known you for a long time. I've never received an invitation or you never told me about it. So it's made me uh, reflect well, on our friendship. You know, our friendship <laughs> works on a different level. You know, there are some some places I'm willing to be seen with you. And then there's there's other places where I'm absolutely not willing to be seen with you. And, and, and yeah. you know, I can accept that. But, but you can be my guest the next time that I go. Is there an event that you're looking forward to that's, that's coming up in the next little while that, that people may not know about? Uh, there is. So I, last year, I missed the opportunity. Uh, the ROM has something called Friday Night Live, uh, where you, uh, I believe, dress up. You uh, go to the ROM on, guess, a Friday night. And it, it's a mixture of culture and a DJ and a night out. And uh, I've heard really good things about it. I'm, again, it's probably skewing a little bit younger than my set. So I'm going to grab a whole bunch of my friends and go down there and be a little bit more immature and pretend it's also about culture. But I think that will be a fun uh, way of enjoying the city in a way I've never done it before and going to in, 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 into an institution I've known since childhood and seeing it in a different light. Yeah, it's uh, and I, I, you know, it's it's interesting. There's a theme there, right? So I went to the St. Lawrence Center, and it was transformed into something else. And you're talking about going to the ROM uh, and experiencing it in a different way. So I think that's food for thought. I think you know, I, I think Torontonians, you know, like with the Open Doors uh, Festival, you can go into a lot of the historic buildings uh, through the city and and get a chance to, you know, obviously not just look at the architecture, uh, but see how it functions. So obviously, you know, we both have stuff going on as well, and, and you've got a big one coming up with the Christmas market. So what's new and exciting with the Christmas market this year? Oh, we got a couple of really cool things. We have a 100-foot light tunnel. I imagine that hopefully this is going to own Instagram this year. People uh, will be literally surrounded uh, by a tunnel of lights. should be super cool at nighttime. We also have a program uh, that's called uh, Kiss the Can Goodbye. Basically, we're asking our visitors to bring down a can for the Daily Bread Food Bank. It's going to be in the circular pantry. You put it on the shelf. You go underneath a mistletoe, take a picture of you and your uh, significant other under the mistletoe uh, with this really nice uh, rhythm, the background of Campbell's soup cans. And uh, it should be both a nice picture and you're doing a great thing for the people who need it at this time of year. 
that's a fantastic initiative. Listen, we have to cut this talk short, but I want you to promise to come back in next time. We're going to talk not just about the city, but we're going to talk about live events uh, and free events uh, that are throughout the city. So for more information, where do we go to find out about the Christmas market? TorontoChristmasMarket.com. Fantastic. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how to sex up your oatmeal on the tonic. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth generation master herbalists. It's a family owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years. And its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Hi, I'm Jamie Busson. I'm the publisher of Tonic Magazine and the host of The Tonic. I just wanted to remind you that The Tonic Talk Show is brought to you by Tonic Magazine. Tonic is a health and wellness publication that I've been putting out for over 10 years. We're available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods, all in Toronto. You can learn more about the magazine by visiting our website, www.tonictoronto.com. And if you ever miss an episode of The Tonic, you can also hear it there. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. In addition to being a lawyer a mother of three of subjectively the most awesome kids and wife of one of the most difficult men on the planet. My next guest is also the immensely popular cookbook reviewer for Tonic Magazine, my wife, Naomi. Hi, sweetie. Hi. That's a nice introduction. I know. I call everybody sweetie. You just don't know that. (laughs) I wanted to have you on today to discuss the other great love of my life, which you and I do not see eye to eye on, which is oatmeal. I think it's delicious and eat it every day for breakfast, and you wrongfully and maliciously hate it. So my first question to you is, what do you have against oatmeal? Well, even the name, when we say we're going to talk about oatmeal today, everybody's like, hmm, that's not going to be exciting. But it is. It's exciting. It is. Oatmeal's exciting. It is. Oatmeal, chocolate chip oatmeal cookies, everybody loves them. That's true. Oatmeal, though, in its traditional form, to me, is mushy and bland. Just the way that people talk about oatmeal itself is land, but I don't think it has to be. Okay, so what's your favorite way to jazz up oatmeal? Well, I've talked about this in the magazine a lot. My love for breakfast and how I feel that it's very important, most important meal of the day and all that stuff. I was looking for a way to like oatmeal because it's so good for you. And so I did some searching on the internet and because I always look at blogs and different websites and I found a recipe for baked oatmeal. And I thought that sounded kind of intriguing, could be interesting, not mushy. And I tried it. And when I did, I thought, no, you know what? I like this. It's more cake-like. It's delicious. It's still healthy. And I've been making it ever since. So what's the blog that you went to to find the recipe? So the original baked oatmeal recipe seems to be from a woman named Heidi Swanson and her cookbook, Supernatural Every Day. And if you Google that, you will find a ton of different recipes different takes on the original, and they always cite her. Okay, so, you know, that's the base recipe. So what would you do? Like, what what kind of flavoring would you use for the baked oatmeal? It's very flexible, and you can you can tell everybody what your favorite is, but there's chocolate banana, chocolate peanut butter, 
berry, cinnamon roll, caramelized apple, spice, anything you can think of. If you Google it, you will find a baked oatmeal recipe, and it's good. You can be creative. It's not it's not like a delicate pastry or cake. You know, the worst that's going to happen is it just won't be the best oatmeal, but it'll be good. I think people, you know, they may or may not like oatmeal, but one of the drags about oatmeal is if when you're cooking it on the stove, you kind of have to stand there and stir it. And, you know, unless you're using the crappy, you know, instant oatmeal, but we're not about that at Tonic. So, you know, are, are there, is there an easy way to make oatmeal where you're not standing over the stove or you're not watching it bake in the oven? So let me say two things. First of all, with the baked oatmeal, you just put it in the oven, you make it in advance, keep it in the fridge, and you serve a portion each day, heat it up. So that's easy. But if you don't want to do that, you don't want to cook at all, you could deal with overnight oats or muesli, and that's really good particularly when the weather is warmer, but actually I like it all year round. You essentially put some sort of liquid. It can be milk or it can be vegan milk, nut milk, oats, fruit, yogurt, you know, flavorings, and uh, let it sit overnight. And then in the morning it's ready. No cooking. You can even put it in a vessel to go so that if you need to take it to work with you, you just grab it and eat it there. It's very easy. Okay. So uh, if I wanted to have a recipe, I mean, it sounds like it's easy to put together, but if I wanted the ratios, do you recommend any cookbook or website that might have a good overnight oats recipe? Food52.com has a ton of recipes, overnight oats, muesli. You can also find good recipes at cookieandkate.com or even wholefully.com had a whole bunch of recipes for overnight oats that I thought sounded really good. Okay. Traditional oats, the baked oats, and the muesli. What if you're in a rush in the morning and you need to go, like, you know, like when our son Jack has to go play basketball and you want him to have a good breakfast? What would you recommend? So there's other things too. There's breakfast cookies. There's one that I, a really good recipe from thefirstmess.com, which is also vegan. You can make breakfast bars with fruit in the middle. You can make a fruit crisp, you know, essentially like a dessert crisp, but with less sugar. It's all delicious. And I think it's pretty healthy. If you want to reduce the sugar, you can, but, you know, put yogurt on top instead of ice cream that you'd have for dessert. It's good. It's delicious. Everybody's happy to eat it. It makes them eat their breakfast. You know, what more could you ask for? No, it's uh, terrific. So we have three different kinds of oatmeal that you've come up with and talked about today, which is fantastic. Thank you for coming in. And next month, I think what we should talk about is, you know, you are the cookbook maven. So I want to hear those cookbooks that you think people might want to consider to buy for their favorite home cook. Will you do that? Absolutely. Love to come back. Fantastic. We'll have you back next month. So thank you all for listening to The Tonic today. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomerradio.ca and our new website, thetonic.ca. For articles written by today's guests, Carlisle Jansen and Naomi Bussin, be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighbourhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at www.tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic. We're going to discuss whether you should buy a condo or rent after you've sold your family home. We're going to cover yoga for all ages. And then we're going to discuss with a doctor when it's time to consider a retirement facility, assisted living, or long-term care for you or your loved ones. Next week on The Tonic.
Thank you for listening. This is Jamie Busson. Have a great week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.